Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Um, we have a victory. That's what we talk about. Um, so we've got plenty to cover from a 1 0 win. Uh, we have the Cambridge game. Pete's trophy returns uh, as we play Cambridge again. Um, and we've got all sorts of fans to talk about as well. Um, so thank you all for joining us. Feel free to get in touch if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Send us a comment and we will cover the bulk of yesterday's action. We have a full house. Mick, Danny, Ben, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Hello, Hello everybody. I didn't think we were going to get anything then. Thank you, thank you for responding yeah, to us. Brilliant. Is this on? Hello. <laughs> uh, ben, first things first, you weren't with us on Thursday, but we teased everybody about your broken wrist. So <laughs> anybody that cares, give us a wrist update. <laughs> Uh, it's in a splint. It's not. Bu- it's not. Uh, it's not broke. I'm sure you because I can't really. Um... You'll show us. That's really good for the audio. audio oh, sorry. I've got. I've got a massive booze in it. I think it's fractured. <laughs> I think it's fractured. Uh, but yeah, I'll find out on Tuesday. Some might say you've got weak wrists. We need to uh... train them better. <laughs> Some might um... say it was a freak accident, but whatever. I've seen the video. It wasn't a freak accident. It was a freak accident. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, Ben, let's stop talking about you. All right. Um, George Hayes is with us. Thank you for joining us, George. Harry Kellex with us. Hello. And RUC Tiny is also with us. Um, so, it was a hard-fought draw. Hard-fought win, Danny. Sorry. Um, we were the comfortable, the better team, but we made it hard work for ourselves, really. 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, I got my score prediction right, by the way. Just putting it out there. Um, you, you and you and your you and your four and your five nils now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it one of them games where in the first half we were on top of them all the time, but <clears throat> in the second half, especially towards the end of the second half, I don't know. It weirdly felt like the crew game um, yes. back in early autumn. It felt like that. It's like, and you could tell because it's sort of a, a, a quiet came onto the stadium like, oh no, they're going to score from this. Um, but <clears throat> we, they didn't. We hung on for the three points. Um, probably should have been two nil at least. I think. Um, after looking at some replays of Smithy's denied goal, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a scrappy win against a team that wanted to improve. And I think in terms of how they played on the pitch, Cheltenham did improve again uh, than how they played against Charlton. But at the end of the day, it's three points to us, which is all that matters. It is very much so. Continuing the commentary, Kellex with us as well. Um, Nevea's mum, Donna, is with us. I think you for joining us, guys. Um, and I'm going to put a bold claim out there, Mick, but I think this is about right. I thought in the first half, Cheltenham were one of the worst teams I've seen at New York for as long as I can remember. I thought in the first half, they were absolutely dreadful. Yeah, they were poor, weren't they? They, they, they really seemed to struggle uh, to, to keep the ball for more than two minutes, um, which makes it all the more disappointing, really. We only went in 1-0 at half-time. Um, but... I, I don't know whether that our performance seems to seem to seem to have lifted a little bit on Saturday. Now, whether that was due to the fact that they weren't as good as some of the other teams that we played, and whether they made us look a little bit better, I don't know. But yeah, they were poor. They were really, really poor um, in spells. Um, so, so yeah, that, but it's disappointing, isn't it? I guess really that makes the result a bit more disappointing for me. I just said that, didn't I? So, do you want me to say it again? Yeah. you want me to go through it again? Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Um, yeah. Ben, again, let's just concentrate the first half. We'll talk about some individual moments later on. Um, we we were better. We were comfortably better. But I never felt like we were four goals better than them, three goals better than them. It was, it was bitty and good, but bitty and weird. I don't know how to explain it really, but we were the better were, team without being that good. They were bad. We weren't good. Like they were just yeah, they were awful. They were genuinely awful. We were just I don't First know. Off. Yeah, we were as we've been the past couple of weeks, I think. I think the fact that they were awful helped us. Uh yeah, they were they were dreadful. Uh but <laughs> I think we need to hopefully that hopefully this will kick us on. You know what I mean? Uh or make us kick on. Kick us on. That works. Uh, make sure what you want, on. mate. Pick yeah, a word. Um, Stick Help us kick on. Uh, yeah, because we weren't that good, in my opinion. We got lucky that they were a bad team. Yeah, you need that sometimes. You've got to grind out results. Look at Wigan going 2 0 up, throwing it away, coming back and winning. It's going to happen. Um, on the goal, Danny, Michael Smith was a bright spark. With, there were some other bright sparks, but I thought Smith had a really good game uh, from start to finish. Um, at time, I wasn't convinced it wasn't a foul. I wasn't sure. I thought it could have been given. I, I, I could see why it didn't give it on replay. I am certain it's not a foul. Where, where do you stand on that? There is no way on earth that is a foul on um, <laughs> on what's his face um, Boyle. There's Boyle? no way on. Yeah. Is it, yeah, there's no way on earth that is a foul. If that gets given as a foul, the referee needs his eyes checking. 
Um, I, I can understand why Michael. Oh, Duff come on to that. <laughs> I can understand why Michael Duff has has wanted the foul for it, um, and why he's claimed it in his post match. But at the same time, it almost feels like a clutching at straws for him. Uh, and I don't know if anyone saw on my Twitter earlier. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, later on yesterday, where it's like, well, hang on, if you're claiming that, then we'll have the uh, the goal from Smith's offside and Chio's penalty. You know, but. Yeah. In the Premier League, it's probably a foul, but there is no way on earth in League One that is a foul. Smith just plainly out-muscled him, got round him, got the ball, and finished really well. There's no, there's no refuting that. Obviously, from today that the Premier League, it probably would have been a foul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from 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 what I've seen a refereeing today, and, and particularly in that Chelsea game, uh, it, it was it was a red card in a ten-match pan. Yeah, <laughs> some of, some some of the decisions I've seen today in that game were. Utterly inexplicable, really, weren't they? They were just like, "What?" Anyway, mm. anyway, yeah, it were a foul. Yeah, for me. and I, you know, if it's the other way, I want it. Really? Yeah, it's the other way. I want it. However, he stepped in front I'm... of him, and he gets what he steps in front of him. If you're gonna step in front of him, it's a physical game. I don't know what happened to. Listen, he didn't give out all game against Smith. They were letting him battle it out, and he made the right decision for that. So let him battle it out. It's a striker and a centre back. It's gonna have contact in it. It's also a contact sport. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you, but what I would say is that Smith, the way Smith has put his arm over the top of him... Yeah, because uh, he jumped in front of him. He's jumped yeah, in front yeah, of him, yeah. the defender, yeah, trying yeah. to get in front of him to go down. So, for me, I made that decision. Mate. And it's their defender's mate, fault. <laughs> I hope he knows that as well. And he knows that. That's why he's claiming for foul. Because he knows he cost his team the game. That's yeah, why he's mate. asking for the foul. Try and put blame off him. He was awful, wasn't it? 15. Wow, I was eating a professional football club. Lucky to be on pitch after. Lucky to be a professional football club. I could have run him ragged. Awful. Throwing shade tonight. Good lord. <laughs> let's let, let's have a positive from you, Ben. Go on. Um, we scored. Let's have a positive from you, Ben. When we were watching the game yesterday, you took the words right out of mouth when you said Smith wouldn't have scored that a couple of years ago. Not necessarily the, not necessarily the fighting. I said I that. That's what I just. Yeah, I thought you said Mick said that. I said it. I thought you said Mick said that. Oh, then, Ben. You made another of me swear. I thought you said Mick said it. No. You you, you took the words out of my mouth when you just, said... Just get in, just get in this that. ready. Just get in this uh, ready yeah, just in case you. we carry on, you know. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, it wouldn't have scored... Not, not for me, not, again, I, I am... I assume then just what you're saying, that not, not the physicality part, the finish part, he didn't score a couple of years ago. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen seen him go through like that and miss. It's painful mm. to say. As a Rotherham fan, how many strikers we've seen go through like that and miss? And it was finally, it was, it was nice to see a one-on-one buried, which we don't usually see. Or we, well, we have this season, to be fair. Uh, but we don't usually see that. Since Alfie, we haven't really seen a striker go through one-on-one and I'm like, well, we're going to score this. That mm. makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, big uh, again. We could Smith score in the second half, which was disallowed. Again, it's a lovely header. I know it didn't yeah. count, but it's there were a couple of positives from yesterday. I know it wasn't a great team performance. We're going to come into another great performance from somebody else in a minute. But Smith doing it, nineteen goals for the season. That's his best season ever in professional football. He's just keeping ticking over those goals as well as doing everything else. And some halfway through the help. season as well. Halfway through the season, other people need to start chipping in with goals. Yeah, they do. They do, and, and I'm sure they will. 
I'm sure that they will. They were earlier on in the season when we were playing better, yeah. and when you know when the performances were were better. Um, it, it's just great with Smithy because he's he's, he's come here. And, and we all know the story. Burry's reserves. Burry laughing and joking about the fact that he'd signed, we'd signed him, and he were a donkey and everything else. And 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 some of our supporters have called him that of the time that he's been with us because his performances haven't been great. He's not he's not been hitting the back of the net. But it just gives you an indication now, given the right, given the right environment and the right um, training methods, how a player can develop. You know, no matter how old they are, no matter what stage of their career they're at, they can develop. And he's developed into a centre-forward, a proper yeah. puckergen centre-forward. You know, he's big, he's strong, he holds the ball up, and now he's added goals to his game. He's got everything that he needs, you know, to, to be a, a top, top-notch centre-forward. And, and it's great to see. And when he got through, as soon as he got in front of that defender, you knew... You know, it wasn't like Ben said. It wasn't one of those situations where you thought, "Well, you know, he's still not going to score." You were almost sort of, you almost knew as soon as he got in front of him, it was going to hit back at net, didn't you? So, yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, it's, we'll go through some comments uh, before we move on to some other ones. We will come on to this race medley. Who picks man match? I thought Woody was head and shoulders with the rest, charging forward. Donna agrees with that. Um, Brian, then the sooner we get the average. Soon we get to the average patch and get back to blowing teams away, the better. It's ours and Wiggins to lose. Um, Chris Nichols, I thought Chelsea's game plan was to sit down as often as they could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um, I think there were about, was about 14 or 15 minutes injury time from both halves together, if you put them together. Three and nine? Well, yeah. we're three and nine. I thought it was five yeah, and well, nine. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Still a lot. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Philip Rawlinson dominated a game against a shocking team. A win is a win. Yeah. Uh, Russ Bailey, we were not at it all yesterday, but I put that down um, to you play as good as the other team. Uh, irrespective of how bad we were, thought they were, they were, I just want to take being below par and getting three points, the battering team and getting nothing. Big improvement. Needed a lot of game, but that's fair. A fair assessment. So, one of the big stories from yesterday, from the game itself. It's fairly like that, unfortunately. And we've got to talk about it. And I don't want to talk about it, but we've got to talk about it. Um, he started, and I think for the most part, nobody had a problem with that. I certainly didn't. I thought he, I thought before the game, I said to Mick and Mick and Ben, I thought Warney had played a bit of a blinder, really. Take Freddie out of the firing line for two weeks, bring him in. All the heat's died down a little bit. Um, and he could come in and <coughs> play quite well. And then we watched him down there. And the Freddie that we've seen for the last month or two had disappeared. And you're watching him and you're just sort of thinking, it's all coming back to me now. I, I can see the Freddie of old and he was just frustrating. I think the reason why a lot of fans were a little bit uh, heated about the way Fred, Freddie performed, because it, it's not it's nothing that we haven't seen before from Freddie. You yeah. know, we've seen him put in those sort of performances time and again, but... Because he had a bit of a time time away, and the dust had settled both in the fan in the fan camp and in the training camp. We, I don't know, there was almost felt like an expectation that we wanted him to come in and like proper root up trees, you know, and put in a blinder of performance and run after every ball and try and work hard and back up Smith up front. But he didn't do that, and it was sort of the opinion: well, if he's going to do that, why start him? You know. Mm -hmm. um, 
it'll it'll come on as an impact sub for Grigg, you know, rather than it being the other way around. Uh, if Freddie's going to do that, it could be more of an impact sub rather than moping about for sixty odd minutes. But I think the thing that encapsulated Freddie's performance is Richard Wood, a centre back, pressing the ball from the halfway line to the six yard box, and Freddie's just wandering past him, you know, just walking past him. And then Woody must have said something to Freddie as he's run past him to press the ball. Because then suddenly Freddie switches on, goes and presses the ball and, and knocks it out for a throw in. So it, I, I don't know. It's, it's because we've seen it time and again from Freddie. Because he's had some time out, we expected more from him. We expected him to try and battle for the ball and prove that he's in it for the team. You know, as as Warnie said. Um, I don't know. I didn't get that vibe from him um, on Saturday. I didn't get that vibe and he wasn't really concentrating when the ball came to him like again we've seen it time and again from Freddie but the ball's come to him perfectly and he's just blazed it over at bar from about 12 yards out it's like we've seen it from him before but you know like you've had your time out just to like to prove to everybody you're still with it with the team but you've done that and you're wandering about and it's like it don't give off the right ethos you know what I mean he don't mm. give the right mindset view from him, which is a shame because I really wanted him to do well. I was there, like in the front row. If anyone sees me on the highlights, just keep an eye out. Um, but I was there, and it was like, "Come on, Freddie, do well. You know, try and get an assist or a goal or something. Press the ball." But you know, just moping about, and it's like it's just disappointing from him. That that that's, you can just sum it up with that. Just disappointing. He just needs to get his head down a little bit. Work hard for them. If you want to move away, you put your head down and work hard and prove why you're a good player and people should pay 400 grand plus for you. You know, because what because what yeah. I saw on Saturday isn't a player that is that someone's going to pay 400 uh, 400 grand for. It's a player that someone would chip in with a loan down the bottom end of League One with. Yeah, it is. And you've got to assume you, it's probably a transfer question. You've got to think he would do anything to get a move. Anything. But he won't press, he won't do the hard work, he just won't do it. And I'm just, I had to stop myself yesterday when he did, he, he did chase something down. And I just had to stop myself getting up and shouting at him because it's just frustrating. And then you just, right, you're 100% right. Then you just see Woody do that. And you just think, you try, try, or as the fans, I, I remember to the same, you put yourselves in the players' positions. And if I put myself in Freddie's shoes and I see my 36 year old centre back captain doing that, and I'm just wandering around. I'd be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. I would be a little bit embarrassed by that. Um, ben, it just it, it went back to that thing, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed. Where when he when he runs, where he don't really want to run, his legs move a bit higher, his knees come up a bit higher, where he's not actually running, and he sort of runs in a diagonal. He sort of goes in a circle to, until so he don't quite get to the ball, and everything just came back yesterday, Ben, didn't it? All those bad habits. Yeah, I think Woody did that to prove a point. Um, 100% did prove a point. I hope there's conversations being had with him and Warren because if you look, if you're someone like Wiles or Smith, mm. if you're Smith and you're seeing that, you you know, basically, Warren needs to be careful not to lose the dressing room because if you're looking, if he's playing 85 minutes, right, we all, we all got their switched on. Everyone's smart enough to realize. That Greg, Greg is sat on the bench. It's got to eighty. It's got to eighty minutes. Freddie's not doing anything. It's clear to see. And if you're Smith, what you like? Why am I not getting help? 
And you've got to be looking at Warner saying, why? Why? Why is this happening? Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's got to be conversations going on. To bring him on at 85 minutes is uh, is baffling. I'm, I'm baffled, but I'm not Freddie and I'm not Freddie's agent or Paul Warren. So my guess is that this has happened. Is He said to Freddie, you've got 90 minutes. Prove yourself. And he's not been bothered, so he's brought him off before the 90 minutes. That's genuinely what I think's happened. And I think that's his last game for Robin United. Even if he goes or not. Play him Tuesday for me. Play him at Pete's Trophy. Release um, him on a fee for me. Yeah. Mick, it's just... We, we talked about this yesterday at the game. I do, I can't work out the thinking of keeping keep on the pitch for 80-something at the minute. If you're going to start... I, I could have said it a minute ago. I get him starting. I, I understand that. I can see why he's done that. But after 55 minutes, 60 minutes, whenever, you know, whenever you think, it's time to pull him off. 15 minutes. It's it's time to do what's best for the team and pull him (laughs) off the pitch. And Grigg did more running in nine minutes injury time than Freddie's done in 80 80 whatever minutes was. And it just boils my blood a little bit. And I just, calm me down, you're good at that. Um, Yeah, not, not easy, is it? It's not easy. I mean, to be fair, what I would say to, to as far as the time that you were brought on, the reality of it was that there were still 15 minutes left. It were like bringing him on with 75 minutes to play. We all knew that you know there were going to be nine or ten minutes injury time because of yeah. because of the injuries earlier on. But that, I mean, that's that's pretty irrelevant. I think what Ben said there is possibly quite interesting. That there's maybe been a conversation with Freddie about you know if you if you if you're going to have to stay then you need to be part of this team and, and you've got 90 minutes to show me and he's given him as long as he as long as he can. Um, his performance yesterday, I I don't want to criticise anybody. I don't, I really don't. Who, who plays for Rotherham United, I don't. But it just was not good enough. It was really, really poor. Um, and I, I can't, I can't get my head around it. I can't understand it. Um, I can't understand why you go on a football field and watch your 10 teammates run themselves ragged and not even try because he didn't try, you know, at all, at any stage. Um, He made the odd one or two attempts to close the ball down, but he always, he always, you could tell from the way he runs, he made sure that he was never going to get there every time. Mm. You know, it, it'd slow up just a little bit so that he doesn't actually get there every single time. So it, it, in his head, it looks like it looks as though he's, you know, and he, he's, he's playing his part in the press. But it, 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 he never had his heart in it at all at any stage. Um, Really, really, really disappointing from Freddie. Really disappointing um, that he can't even bring himself... To, to to play for the team and and that's how it looks and and mm. whether that's the case or not you, you know none of us know do we you, none of us are inside his head we don't we don't know his thought, thought process but <clears throat> commenting on what you see uh from the way he performed on the pitch uh it, it speaks volumes for, for me um and, and and I'm with Ben from if I'm if I'm Paul Warren that's the last time we see Freddie in a Rotherham United shirt for me Pizza trophy or otherwise, I don't care. Uh, because you are not doing what is expected of you. And that's that. So, 
you know, you, you want away, which is fine. <laughs> I don't have a single issue with that. I don't have any issue with that at all. You know, if he wants to go and better himself in his head somewhere else, that's absolutely fine. That's not a problem. But, but the point that you've made about Woody as well, you know, having to press the goalkeeper. So a 36-year-old centre-half having to press the opposition goalkeeper and Freddie not getting involved in any way. It's, it starts to talk about maybe there's issues. Maybe this is going to start to cause issues within the squad. It's going to start to cause unrest because people are going to be looking at him and going, hey, why, why, why aren't you... <laughs> What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's time. I think it's definitely time. Uh, get rid. Yeah. It, it, I suppose it's noticeable. Uh, we obviously went to the game, so I didn't see the iPhone commentary, but the clip that was put on of Woody pressing, Matt Goodwin says in the commentary, Richard Wood showing Fred Ladapper how to press or something along those lines. Yeah. So it's not just, it's clearly very noticeable for his performance, um, not just to us. Um, let's go through some comments because. Everybody's got an opinion on this. Uh, this I think it's just almost seems to have united the fans. <laughs> just one more thing I would say. I think what's key, what's very, very noticeable about, about the whole situation is that at the end of the game, Freddie walked off down the tunnel. He didn't come onto the pitch with the rest of the, the, rest of the players, the rest right. of the substitutes, the management team. He just walked off down the tunnel. Now, whether that's a, a, an admission in his own head that his performance were not good enough or... I don't know. It could be anything else. It's just, it's just disrespectful. Yeah, it could have also been that it maybe he knew that he'd get a bit of stick from the fans and he didn't want it. But yeah. for me, if you've made the decision, you know, it's like it's like making your bed and you're lying in it. You know, you've made that decision. You need to own it. Mm. You know, if you if you say to the fans and you get stick off the fans, you have to sort of take it. You know, because it's your it's, it's your decision to put your request in, or at least. That's the general consensus. It was Freddie's decision to put the transfer request in. But it's his decision. You need to own it. If you go around to the fans and still clap them after the game, at least that's the thing of he's still gone and done it. You know, whether or not his decision in the past is a right one in the fans' view, that doesn't matter. But he still had the um, the guts to go, yeah, I've made that decision. It's my decision. But thank you, everybody, for coming out and watching us. You know, it's, it's not about... Um, the individual performance, they clap the fans to say thank you for everybody to come in and watching us. You know, it's, it's not just like it's just not something you do at football, you do it to be respectful to the fans. And like Ben just said, it does feel a bit disrespectful that he's just gone off down the tunnel. It's like, you know, it's like, and, and then the one thing we hear about him after the game is that he goes home and posts on Instagram his latest drip that he's going out with. You know, granted, his clothing was very nice, I will give him that, but. <laughs> No, no, no word on the game from him. You know, like grip to win or anything like that. Just went home, got changed, and off he and off out it goes. You know. Yeah. Anyway, but the problem I will, is, no, the problem is, no one's going to want him. Who's going to want him? He's obviously got well, an attitude some... problem. Yeah. If you're if you're a scout, no, no, no. Someone's been transfer listed, and you're a scout, right? And you go, you know what? This kid that is a is a good, well known League One goal scorer. Someone like Cheltenham. Or someone like whoever, mid-table, Fleetwood, well-known, well-known well League One goal scorer, did it for us last time in League One. Been doing all right this year. I'm gonna go and watch him, and you go see that. You're gonna burn the piece of paper with his name on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's gonna want him? And I'm not, I'm not surprised Plymouth fans don't like him because he probably did this when he wanted to leave. 
So I'm not mm. surprised he got stick off then. Because he's going to get stick off us next time he plays against us. Well, what, what I would the... say from, from stick point of view, uh, you, obviously one of the reasons that he may not have wanted to, one of the claims could be that he didn't want a reaction from the fans. When he came off, he got a really pleasant reception. Nobody yeah. booed him. I didn't hear any boos. I, I, I clapped him. A lot of people clapped him. So there's no excuse to say, oh, I, I, I won't want to do it because just in case I get a backlash from fans. Nobody gave him any backlash. Based on how he played, he would have been entitled to get some backlash. And he didn't exactly. get any So there's, That's there's the no reason. excuse. That's the reason he got backlash. Not the reason he put a transfer list in. If he puts a transfer list in, right, and then he goes on Saturday, works really hard, right, works really hard, shows working hard, and then claps the fans after, and then he goes, he goes, no hard feelings, fans still like him. You know what I mean? Don't create any tension. It's in a legend. The team. It's a Wednesday thing, isn't it? It's the, it's, yeah. It goes as almost a legend. Yeah, we, well, not yeah. I mean, he's ruined that. Well, that's, but that's, that's, that's what I mean. He's, he's ruined it. Yeah. Isn't he? yeah. If he worked, if he if he'd worked hard, if he would genuinely just worked hard, right? Don't have to be here. Worked hard. That's it. Clap the fans after. There'd have been no hard feelings. It'd have got a clap, and then move on. Everyone move on with life. It's life. Do you know what I mean? We're all adults. Well, I mean, I'm 17, but... Yeah, <laughs> near enough. Near enough. All adults. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Let's go through some comments, Paul. We think of something else to say. Um, um, I don't... Th- AJ Mill, I don't think Freddie's ever been it for the team the way he was. Um, he just thinks about himself. <laughs> Josh Smith, all you have to do is look at the sit. The rest of the kits compared to Ladapo, they all put in a shift... Makes it look worse when he doesn't even cut the fans off afterwards. Lee Bush, Ladapo will never be a team player. Chris Nichols, I hope he goes to the Owls. Uh, no. Well, based on what we've seen, <laughs> it'd be a good fit. Um, well, yeah, but look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrak, it looks like if Freddie Lapper put, put finger up to Paul Warren and his teammates. Um, yeah, John Merrill, Birmingham fans back with us. Oh, John can't keep an unhappy player in the dressing room. Sounds like the manager needs to get rid of him. But George Hayes points out, we can't. Nobody seems to want him at the minute. Um, Steve Cooper again, no more Freddie for me either. Had something to prove yesterday and let everybody down. Um, Tim Sykes, I mean, they've got so many comments about this. Everybody's in the same boat. I think Freddie looked like a player who yeah. didn't want to get an injury. Half-hearted uh, in everything that he did. Yeah. It's just, we all want him to play well. There's not a single Rotherham fan. Not a single one of us who didn't want him to play well yesterday. Mick even said before the game yesterday, Freddie's first hat-trick today, because that's what we want. While everybody's in our shirt, just play. The thing is, (laughs) it benefits him as well. Exactly. You know, and as Ben's just pointed out there, all he's done yesterday by, by putting in that kind of performance is reduced his value and reduced the chance of him going anywhere else, which is bizarre. It's like it doesn't make any sense at all. But whatever, 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 whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, the rumours are at the minute there are no bids for him. That's where we stand in terms of getting rid of him. Um, I do wonder because Paul one's into after the game. He basically praised Freddie. Um, he suggested he thought he did all right, uh, which is. I, I, I hope he's just saying that for the cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I've got to assume he's saying that for the cameras because everybody else saw it, so he's got to see it as well. Um, but well, I suppose <laughs> Freddie Lapper went straight down the tunnel. Paul Warren came over to the fans much quicker than he normally does. Yesterday, I wonder if he's 
if that's something. I don't know. We're all picking up these little things at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> other little things we'll pick up in a minute. Um, I'm sure that won't be the last we talk of Freddie tonight, but let's move on for now. Um, we mentioned Richard Wood. Danny, he's immense. That guy, he just gets better and better with age. And for as much as Freddie was frustrating, Woody embodied everything we want out of a rugby United <laughs> player again. Yeah, it did. It was definitely a, a leading by example performance from Woody, mm. um, which, which is what you want from your captain. You want your captain to pick someone up by that rim of the pants if they have to and get them performing. Um, but yeah, Woody were great. He was very composed on the ball in defence. Um, he was good with his tackles. He was good with marshalling. Um, May and Nalundu. I think Nalundu? Yeah, Nalundu. Um, just a very commanding captain's performance from Woody, and he's like a fine wine. As he gets in, into his more senior seasons with Rotherham, he just gets better and better. You know, it's like this season. This season is one of the strongest showings from Woody, and like we've just said, he was pressing from the halfway line up to the twelve uh, six yard box. I'm doing it really effectively. You know, I never I never put Woody down as like a, an attacking centre-back in the sense of he goes nearly up to the corner fly pre- pressing somebody. But he did it really well. I've seen mm. I've seen um, some other fans going, oh, I shouldn't be doing that because he's out of position and leaving and leaving a, a gap at the back. But it's like everyone knows what to do in that situation. If Woody goes and presses, someone slots in into that vacant well, role. Just, the two come narrower, don't they? The two turn yeah. into a standard centre-two, yeah. Yeah, and then the wing backs drop back. Yeah, but with Woody doing that, we have seen in the past he does have a tendency to do a little bit rogue. Is he admitted that on the podcast with us? Um, but to do it effectively, all you can say is just bravo. You know, well done to him. He's not playing for Red Lion though, is he? On a Sunday morning, you know what I mean. The the, mm. the rest of the players around him know exactly what's going to happen and exactly what to do when it happens. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a, bit yeah. of, a bit of a contingency of players there. You know, and and, and the two players. I mean, Woody were brilliant yesterday, but the two players surrounding him as well, at the side of him, for me, were, were excellent as well. I thought Wes Harding was absolutely immense yesterday. He was yeah. abs- probably one of the best games I've seen him have for Rotherham United. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And I guess that's his natural place and it's his natural position, that right side of the central defence. Mm. And, and boy, did he show it. But uh, mm. yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought I'd get that in before in case you didn't ask me. <laughs> no, I was. I wasn't actually just that one. No, what is it? Yeah, 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 it was. It was immense. Um, ben, thoughts at well. Richard Wood, just I'll let you discuss that one. You've had your rant about Freddie. Give us your positive rant on Woody. There's nothing really to say, is it? He's just, he's just a good guy. Like, if you could pick the perfect, if you, I don't, he's not the most athletic guy, but he makes up for that. With his mental attributes, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's game another two-year contract for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just being yeah. him, him being around the team is is good for everyone. So, mm. bringing back his, you know, when he's retired, bringing back, bring his, offer him a contract as some no-name role, which basically means you don't have to do all. Just be around the team type of thing. <laughs> Scheme, you know what I mean? Just keep him around the team because I think it's good for everyone. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got a message coming from Brian Vernon. Woody will be our next manager when Warren goes. Proper pro leader. One is already mentioned 
I think he's mentioned about keeping him on after whenever, whenever he retires, whether that's in 10 years or five years or whatever it might be. Because they've already had talks, haven't they, about keeping him on. Um, but at the start of next season, he's going to be 37. And you don't see many 37-year-olds playing football, but you can't see him stopping. I genuinely can't see him stopping playing football. I genuinely could see him playing football till he's 40. In, in, in this back in the back three system, I could see him playing till then. Um, nah, I, I think he's going after that Japanese fella who's fifty-two and he's still playing <laughs> professional football. He's go, he's go, he's going after the title. You know, he wants to be up there with Stanley Matthews, still playing when he's fifty. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he says he wants that six hundred games. He said uh, when he came on here, he wants to get that six hundred. Uh, that's his next target, um, which is not far off. Um, yeah, superb, and I agree, Mick. Uh, Harding was superb. Steve Cooper agrees with you, Mick. Harding was quality. John Morrell, again, Birmingham fans with us. Harding was always naturally a centre-back, played that position all the way through the academy. Mm. Um, mm. So that makes sense for him playing that position. For all those things, he's coming for Reg, and it would be harsh on Reg, but Harding's got the shirt now, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reg has got some work to do to get that shirt back, hasn't he? Um, yeah. uh, <clears throat> which is ridiculous. Absolutely <clears throat> ridiculous. But there you go. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next positive chat, Josh Smith. Wiles' performance has gone under the radar yesterday. Went forward well, also did the dirty side of the game. Don't think he lost a tackle or game. Back to his best. Yes, mate. Ben Wiles, it wasn't maybe one of his best, but he was a much, much, much improved performance for the last month and a half. I mean, the midfield three worked as well as they have done for a little while, I thought. Yeah, uh, Wiles was much, much better yesterday. I, 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 I question whether he's back to his best yet. However... Um, he's, he's, he's certainly on the way back up uh, from from the performances he's been putting in recently. So, so yeah, which is great to see. Absolutely great to see. We know he's a quality quality footballer. He's Ben Wiles, um, but he's very young. He's still young, isn't he? You know, and he's he's he's, he's just developing the way the way the rest of them are developing. The way Smithy developed. You know, it's some. You know, they can't. He can't come straight out of that box at seventeen and be a, a world class midfielder, particularly in that position, the position that he plays. Mm. You know, it, it takes experience to be able to to run the midfield in that way. So uh, yeah, good to see him back, though. Good to see him back, firing, uh, and he looked dangerous yeah. yesterday. Yeah, did he had that chance at first after where he got himself in a really, really good position uh, at the mm. angle? He really, really well. It was almost lucky to start, though, Ben, for me. I thought we talked about in the last podcast, Rathbone and Wiles were lucky to keep their place based on the last few performances. But they repaid the manager. Other people on Saturday didn't repay the manager. I thought both of them repaid Warren's faith in keeping him on the team. Yeah, I mean, it's all based on performance, isn't it? Whoever's got the, whoever's got the, how do you put it, hot hand, whoever's performing well at that moment. Shirt. You know I mean? like, Shirt. Yeah. No. I mean, if a youngster comes through playing well, has one good game, he's going to stay in team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's got the shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yes. We're going to cover some more topics. We have a quick intermission. Oh, we have a quick word from our sponsor, Manscaped. Oh, here you go. Hello and Happy New Year from us all New York Talk. Uh, there's only foreigners. But happy new year. Uh, also, from my happy new year for my friends at Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. 
you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package which also which in that you get a ball toner ball toner and ball deodorant uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls so they they work very well uh, I would highly I highly recommend all of this uh, the lawnmower it comes with a little light uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on so it's very good it comes with a little charging port oh which is also a little holder yeah I highly recommend it I use it and I highly recommend it you highly recommend it Ben you highly recommend that somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off so that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT and Ben highly recommends it anybody's ever wondering why Mick never made it as a professional actor or anything like that <laughs> that's why <laughs> <laughs> Colin. Oh man alive. <laughs> um moving on. <laughs> oh, um, fantastic stuff. Uh <laughs> so let's move on to some more stuff. Uh, if Mick can contain himself. <laughs> uh, right, then, Mick. I've, just, I've just read John John Burrell's comment on there as well, which which made me laugh as well. I wonder if Ben's old enough. <laughs> 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 Which, <laughs> oh, mate, I don't think I'm old enough mentally to uh, Oh dear. Anyway, move anyway, on. Anyway, move on. Wingbacks. Um, Mikel Miller. Mick, you have been a Mikel Miller uh, fanboy. I can't remember what the right phrase is. Supporter, pusher, whatever the word is. I can't think of the right word. But you've been one Admirer. of the Admirer, we'll go with admirer. Mikel Miller admirer for a while now, and he just performs when you bring him in. He just performs, and he was great again. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's he's a bit raw still, isn't he? He's still not quite got that sort of. He's got some more work. He's got some more work to be done, but yeah, yeah. He's so dangerous, and and the, his ability at putting that ball in the box into dangerous positions is, is is phenomenal. You know, if you could merge him and Chio together, they'd be absolutely unstoppable. But yeah. bottom line is they are training together, they are working together, they'll be doing the same routines, they'll be they'll be learning off each other. You know uh he's great. I love I love Mikel Miller. I really do. Um I think he's gonna be a key key player for us as as he as he improves, as he gets better. So yeah, I like him a lot. Good game yesterday. Yeah, he and he put the cross in for, for Smithy's second goal. He did. That was, what, that was an excellent game. cross. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he hasn't got that raw pace, that instant pace that Chio has. He sort of takes time mm. to build up that pace a little bit, but his final ball is better. Um, yeah. Danny, Mikel Miller, discuss. <laughs> yeah, he um, he does play really well whenever whenever he's in the starting eleven. Um. But I do think it is right that we sort of interchange him and Ferguson round a little bit because I don't think both of them can't run at high intensity for the whole 90 minutes. Um, so to interchange them, it also offers something different down that left-hand side, which is good. Uh, like I say, he sort of semi-assisted Smith's uh, second goal, even though we're offside. So we'll still give him the credit for it that he deserves. Um, yeah, he's just... He's sort of come into his own as a Rotherham player. Like, I know he went on loan to Northampton just to build up a bit of game time 
and it has done him really well. And yeah. he's not really out of his depth in the first team, which is great to see. And him and Chio on the wings is dangerous for any back line because the amount of pace that they bring together yeah. on opposite sides, it's like the um, the old pincer movements that the Russians used to do, you know, where they just come <laughs> round you like that yeah. and then get a ball into the box. So, yeah, it's great. Absolutely brilliant. And he puts in a shift every single game, which is what we want to see. We want to see players who put a shift in and and um, and work hard for the team. Not quite as much as Smithy did, having a cut above his eye, but, you know, we, we respect the effort. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And Chio on the other side, Ben, had, that's just Chio's sort of standard game, really. I right, didn't score, I didn't create this, but he causes so many problems and he should have had a penalty. There was a nailed-on penalty, shouldn't there? Yeah, it looked like a nailed-on penalty from where we were sat. I watched it on, uh, what's it called? The FL on Quest? Uh, oh, yeah. And it looked like a penalty then. But it's hard to tell we had a replay. Uh, but, yeah, he had a good game. He had a cheer game, really. Uh, I thought it was just, just cheer. I think he could have been better, but got a job done, didn't he? Mm. Yes, he did. Very good. Um... I think we're just about done for the for the wigging for the uh, thingy game. Would we play Cheltenham? Uh, referee Mick, referee Mick. We, we, we teased everybody with a bit of a moment at the referee earlier on. Let's get into the meat of the of the Oliver Langford's performance. Um, he don't like him penalties. Really, really don't want to give penalties, does he? <laughs> well, I mean, there's not a lot to say about him. He's a Championship referee, so that's it, isn't it? That that's it in a nutshell. Um, you can you, you know straight away the level he's going to be at. Um, which is pretty low, um, and I mean that was an absolute nailed-on penalty. I can't. I mean, I just I, I have absolutely no understanding whatsoever. You know, I've argued the last. That's I think I said is that the third game on the trot where Chio's been taken out in the box at, at QPR yeah. at um, Fleetwood. Fleetwood, and this one. QPR, I don't think was a penalty. Fleetwood, I don't think was a penalty. This, I mean, this was just like. It's almost as if defenders are trying to get me to say it's a penalty eventually. You know what I mean? We just get harder and harder and dafter and dafter. It challenge. Well, you, you won it, mate, because that were an absolute stonewaller. And Langford had absolutely zero intention of giving that, none whatsoever. Um, and what made it more frustrating was 15, 30 seconds later, you know, the, 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 lineman, the linesman gives a marginal offside, you know, and the number of goals that we conceded last year when we were in championship from offside positions that weren't even marginal that get given. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating. But like I said, championship referees for you. So, it's, you know, you, you know what you're going to get when you get one of them and it's going to be inconsistency. Yeah. So. yeah. Smith got no protection again. Within three minutes, he had his shirt ripped up to his chin um, yeah. at the start of the game. Just inconsistencies, just so many inconsistencies. He had a poor game. It says, but it's, it's a sign of a, of a referee when the one set of fans don't like him and the away fans are singing, You're not fit to referee. It's just a sign <laughs> when both fans don't like you, are 100% doing something wrong. Um, yeah, anyway, anything else there wants to come from the Cheltenham game? I think we've covered most of it. Anything else we want to touch on before we move on to some pizza? Um, no, I think we're all right. I think. Ben? Well, for some pizza, that's probably the usual one. 
I think Ben's probably watching playoffs. I think Ben's probably watching. <laughs> I'll say we're keeping your work, yeah, Ben. The, the Rams have just scored, which is annoying. But yeah, no, I'm I'm listen, I'm I'm more focused on this than I am uh, the playoffs. <laughs> He says, looking straight past you. camera. <laughs> um, yes. We'll come on to the other transfer news after the, after this, but let's talk about the Pete's Trophy. Papa John's Trophy is back in action on Tuesday. I suppose we should start by saying congratulations to RUFC, who won um, a meal out uh, and some match tickets with Alison Barlatta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, has Alison agreed to turn up? I don't know. <laughs> well, that meme's come full circle, my days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, well done. Um, so, this is the third time we'll be playing Cambridge this season, two league games. This with them, one, two out of three, which obviously ain't bad. Um, I don't know, Ben. It's nice. just. Saw what you did there, Ben, Matt. I saw what you did there. That's my fourth one, if anybody's counting. One of them was <laughs> ill labored, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ben, how much are you? I know you'll, you'll be away, so you probably won't even watch this. But yeah, we're two games from Wembley. Is, do we start getting serious at this point, or do we have to get through to the semis for it to become serious? Really, you have to get through to the semis for it to be serious. I think, yeah, I want to win now. Now I want to go Wembley. Uh, I think winning at Wembley just boosts the morale of the team. We had a different conversation but... the other day, me and you. <laughs> <laughs> you told all the day you were not going to Wembley. I've changed my mind since. That's fine. Um, You're allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm not bothered, but I think it's good for the team when it, just winning at Wembley. Um, so yeah, I want to get through to the final and win. I don't want to, what I don't want to happen. I would rather get knocked out now or in the semis than lose at Wembley for the team morale's yes. sake. Yeah. That's true. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, Danny, this is the first time we've ever played Cambridge in this competition because they're a Southern team. Um, the only other time we have played a Southern team in a competition was the final in 96, which was Shrewsbury. We were technically Southern at the time. Mm. Uh, even though um, They were in the Southern draw, Ben. They were in the Southern side of the draw. <laughs> um, it's similar, yeah. Um, it's going to be tough. If Cambridge play like anywhere near the two times we played this season, it's going to be a good old tough game. Yeah, I think so. And I think, um, <clears throat> harking back to why Reg didn't play on Saturday, I think that's why, because we know Cambridge are going to use a tough game. So we'll probably play Reg uh, on mm. Tuesday as the um, as the main force in defence. Um, I don't think we'll play him as a, as a centre, <clears throat> the main centre of defence, but we'll certainly be on the right-hand side with potentially um, Icky on the left and um, maybe even Woody in the middle again. I'm not I'm not sure, but we are odds-on favourites to win this competition. I think um, we we do want to win this competition because it, it, it's been over 20 years since we last won it, so it's like, why not? Just go for it. Um, so I think we are going to go strong. Uh Purely to match up Cambridge, I don't think Cambridge um, will take it as seriously as the league because <clears throat> I'm sure they want to stay in League One. But you can still see them going right. We've lost twice from this season. Let's change that. So it, it's it's going to be a hard fought game, but hopefully we can come through it, which I think we might do. As long as we don't draw some far south southern team in the semi final, as long as we don't get Charlton away in semi final, I'm happy if we progress. <laughs> yeah. 
they have won five games in a row, uh, Cambridge United. Uh, that includes Newcastle, K- Portsmouth in the Cup, Lincoln, Donny and Crew. So, other than Newcastle, it's not exactly a start to the lineup, but it's still five wins in a row. Is a really good. The last team to beat Cambridge United um, was us. So let's continue that. Hopefully, um, you know, if you, Mick, you wouldn't have wanted uh, out of all the teams that are left in the competition for me, Cambridge are the last one I would have wanted to be honest. From what I've seen of them this season, we've obviously we've obviously played them twice so far. I, I'm struggling. I've been sat here thinking I can't think of a better team that we've played this mm. season. I can't think of a team that have caused us more problems. Have been more dangerous than Cambridge. I thought they've been absolutely excellent, and and why they are where they're in the league is is is, is quite beyond me. And it, it wasn't a surprise, massive surprise, to see them get a result up at Newcastle. To be honest, they are a tough, tough side, uh, and whatever that manager's doing with them, and I know he's, an, he's obviously a new lad, and he's he's, he's he's sort of comes from the ranks at Cambridge. He is doing a damn good job, um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed we're playing them to be honest. Because if we're wanting to win it, that this could this would have been better off being final to be honest. Yeah, but if you get these out of the way, then yeah, yeah the yeah. only other challenge really is Wigan, isn't it? And Wigan or Arsenal? Well, exactly. Yeah, I thought I it was Chelsea's in the twenty ones that were still left in it. No, it's Arsenal. Is it Chelsea? I thought it was Arsenal. No, it's Arsenal. Right, no, uh, I don't know. It no. is Arsenal. Ah, okay, never mind. Yeah. Then. So the the, the quarterfinals are Hartlepool, Charlton, Rotherham, Cambridge, Wigan, Arsenal, and Sutton against Harrogate. So, if, let's hope Hartlepool win, Wigan win, and Sutton and Harrogate are the bothers. One of them can win. As long as the under twenty one side don't get to semi final, that's fine. <laughs> Correct. That's what we don't want. How strong are you going to go, Mick? Um, Danny thinks we will go almost. Full strength. We might see Victor back in. I will be surprised to not see Victor. Um, how strong would you like to see us go? Um, <laughs> I've said it right from the start. I really don't care about this tournament. Uh, but I know that the club wants to progress in it. I know that it's worth about a million quid if you win it. Um, and I, I, I take on board what Ben said as well about, um, about the morale and everything else and what it can do to... To the team, so so if if you want to win this competition, for me, if you're going to get past Cambridge, you need to be putting a full strength first team out. I, I, I don't see, you know, having said that, you know, the players the players who are on the fringes of the first team are just as good enough, they're just as good to play in first team, aren't they? You know, it's not, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I'd do to be honest. Good job, I'm not yeah, well, there you go. I should have thought about it, shouldn't I? Should have perhaps done some research before we start podcast. Um, but yeah, just just first team, full the full strength first team. Let's let's get him out of that way if we can. Mm. Yeah. Would you like to see a dolphin come in? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I want to see more of him, like much like yourself. Um, he looks such a promising player, and and I feel he's. I feel sorry for him because he is wasted on bench. There's no question about that. He's absolutely wasted on that bench. But there, there isn't a place for him in there at the moment as things stand. So mm. uh, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe we we we, we could have Barlas or a rest and uh, and. It'll be comms again, won't it? Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully Angus McDonald will make the squad again. He may may start, although 
I would be a little surprised because I agree with I think we're going to go strong. Uh, that'd be nice to see. Um, either way, um, I think that's just about covered the Cambridge game. Anything else? It's a very quick subject at the Peters Trophy normally. Anything from that game that you think we should be looking out for? Comments from anybody? Before we... um, I'd like to hear Ben's potential lineup for it. Oh, sorry, Ben. I did not ask you, Ben. Oh, this is going to take about 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I, go, I say go strong. I say go strong, mate. I say the same team that started yesterday or Saturday, except JJ in. And I would bring, I would definitely bring Been victory, wouldn't you? In. Yeah. Uh, no, I'd leave Vickers on for Cup and then bring play Victor back for League. He's the best keeper. Because he's a better keeper. Victor's not, Victor's not starting it. So you're going to change the starting yeah. keeper for next Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Because Victor's the better keeper. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh, in my opinion, anyway, and I would, I would definitely, yeah. I'd start Coyote over Freddie, and I would definitely bring a Dauphin uh, and Lindsay off the bench, mm. and Reg. That would be my three subs, no matter what, win, lose, or draw, just give. Because a Dauphin they need some playing time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fair enough, Ben. I like your style. Big corn, Victor for next week, but anyway, I like it. Um. So that's Cambridge call uh, ticked off. Um, let's finish on some transfer news. Let's try and unwind the web of transfer nonsense that's been going off for the last 42, 48, 72 hours. Um, so let's start with Curtis Tilt because that seems to be a pretty simple one. Uh, he, by the sounds of it, he's basically done. Wiggins chairman's tweeted about it. Um, Has he? Which appears. What has he tweeted? Well, he's, tweeted he's tweeted hashtag believe with a sign yeah. with a pen. And the Jamaican flag. Curtis, right. Curtis okay. told me. All, so, all I saw the believe. All, all I saw a believe. I didn't. I didn't see the rest of that. Fair enough. I should that's have their thing. That, that's their motto for some reason. It's, yeah, that's yeah, their, yeah, it's exactly, their monkey yeah. song, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daydream believer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so that appears to be what Paul Warner's basically post match that he'd be surprised if it doesn't happen. But he said that before, and trans- you know what transfer windows are like. Well, your supposed um, it's definitely not happening this day. We're still rest of the season, so what's happening? Come on, Matt. Nail some colours to bass first. <laughs> well, when Paul Davis <laughs> writes an article on it, I'm following Paul Davis's article. Fair enough. Because he knows, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, fair. yeah man. Um, although, Paul Davis' article says that we are not in for Georgie Kelly. And Danny has done his best detective journalistic skills this afternoon. And... We may be seeing something different, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to describe it. I'd call it a bit more of a social media stalker uh, investigation, <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah, I ended up feeling a bit like Poirot, to be honest, because, <clears throat> I don't know, I've just been just been having a look at George Kelly's thing, uh, his Twitter, just to see if like there's any inkling of um, of where he might be going. Because, because sometimes players let it slip, you know. Mm. And... I don't, I don't know. I mean, he follows Rotherham United on Twitter. Now, that could be completely nothing. He could just like the look of us and he's following us. Could have been just to keep up with how we were doing against Cheltenham. But, to, to me, I'd, the, the way I see it, it's like a really strange game of chess. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we've, we've said, yes, we've talked to him, but it's only going to happen if we lose a striker. 
But now we've come out and said we're not after him. But then suddenly Plymouth names appeared to be in the running for it. Like mm. all the respect in the world to Paul Davis, but his article is the first time I've seen Plymouth mentioned. Um, it was it was Hudson Bradford, Dundee, Ross County, and Portsmouth back when it first appeared. That then got whittled down to us and Bradford. Bradford's manager said we're not after him anymore because effectively Rotherham's won the race. And that's when Paul Ward came out and says, now we're not going to sign him anymore. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange one. For me, something's not adding up. And it just feels strange that he's following us. And then the article was put out that we're not after him. And Paul Ward said, no, we're not going to sign him. It's a bit, well, if he was going to Plymouth, why is he not following Plymouth? You know what I mean? He follows us and Bohemians, Bohemians being his last club, and then it's just us, which is a bit okay. Um, could be because he's had a sudden surge of Rotherham fans on his Twitter, um, which might make the rumour a bit more leaky. And after what happened with Freddie Ladipo's transfer request, you can understand the club not wanting anything to be leaked about this now. Yeah. So that's probably why it's closing ranks going, yeah, we're not after him, when something could be happening. I'm not going to hold my breath because these things do happen in the transfer window. Um, and like Warney said, we'd only go from if we lose a striker. However, he did say if we brought another striker in, one would have to leave on loan. Which is interesting because we've said KO's not going anywhere on loan. It'd be silly to loan out Smith. That's just off the table. So I wonder if Freddie could go on loan if we can't get ship of him with a fee. Mm. I don't know. It's one of them where you'll have to wait and see, but... It's just a little bit sus, everything that's happening. And I was good at Among Us. I know when something's sus when I see it. <laughs> I think me and you are the only one that understands that, Danny. There's someone watching podcasts will understand it. It's fine. I think me and you are the only people that understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Philip Rowlandson, I noticed, suggested when the radio Sheffield interviewer said to Paul Warren, Wigan's chairman believes Tilt is almost a Wigan player, Paul Warren's instant response was, oh, good. <laughs> uh, you can tell he's just fed up with it and I get it, I do get it but we are eight days away now from the transfer window being closed so that's, you know, that's something to reach for Paul Warner who, you know, who finds it frustrating which I, I can understand that's something to reach for um, yeah it, it's all down to Freddie really like I say, Smith and JJ and Greg obviously are going nowhere so it's all down to Freddie I wonder if Saturday's performance would be right. Let's just get him out of the club, even if it's on loan, because it's not somebody will pay up his wages. You know, if he goes to a championship on loan, they're going to pay hundred percent of his wages, likely, and we might get a loan fee. So, from a financial point of view, it makes sense. From a team point of view, if that's what he's going to give us, it makes sense just to get him out of the club and get somebody who clearly wants to be here. Um, Mick, thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, bottom line is. If we get somebody, we get somebody. If we don't, we don't. We don't. We're not. Listen, we're not in a position where we're absolutely desperate for anything—a goalkeeper, a defender, a striker, a midfielder. We're not desperate for anything. Mm. We've got some significant depth in our squad, more depth than we've had in our squad that I, for, for, since I can remember. Really, um, yeah, the Freddie issue is an issue, um, but. Yeah, the tilt issue looks like it's going to go away anyway, and I don't think there were ever realistically no. much doubt about that. Um, if we don't get anybody else in, we don't get anybody else in, I couldn't care less, quite frankly. 
I genuinely, I'm, I'm not bothered. It'd be great, you know, to get a 21, 22, 25 goal a season striker. Of course it would. It'd be fantastic. But, you know, if we don't, I'm not bothered. I'm We've genuinely not bothered. Well, exactly. Precisely. But you don't want you to know. be here. No. Oh, Smith. Smith. Yeah, Smith. exactly. Freddie, 25 goal games, um, 25 goal a season striker. They got 20 for Plymouth, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah but one that time. was Plymouth, weren't it? So. But they only yeah. got it one time. And um, won it in League Two as well. I, I stand corrected. No, in League One, but they got, they got relegated. He's got yeah. 20 that still got well. So it's irrelevant then. So it only really yeah. helped his team then, didn't it? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter, does it? Let's not go back down. Yeah, for me, let's not go down the Freddie yeah, route. Yeah. You know, it's, it stays or it goes whatever, whatever. We don't really need, don't really need anybody else. It, it, it's just just a bit of cover. Paul one did say what to freshen up. He said that with the tilt money, he's he's in the Paul Davis article, something along the lines of with that money, they can do something. Mm. Um, which again suggests he's not expecting Freddie to leave because he's talking about the tilt money rather than the Freddie money. Um, I'm hoping when we, we, we reconvene on Thursday, there'll be movement on the Freddie situation. Um, I don't know. Fingers crossed, touching all the wood. Um, anything else, boys? We've done done everything, I think, on my list, or my list was just meatloaf references. Is there anything else we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I missed all of this. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, took the words right out of my mouth from Ben. I got that in twice, actually. Yeah, yeah, you did, um, yeah. And Freddie being rubbish, it's all coming back to me now. That's all right. Uh, I and thought you might have gone for Woody being like a bat out of hell as he chased that um, that ball down. Yeah, we should have done there that one. I'm yeah. sure we've missed that one. But anyway, all these are going right over Ben's head. Maybe over Danny's head as well. I'm not sure. <laughs> I said, Bat out of hell was a meatloaf song, wasn't it? That's the one, yeah. yeah. No one's just said, yes, it was, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but now, one last thing to add to me, I have been <clears throat> double-dog dared by Donna, Nivea's mum, to say he plays uh, to play, to say he plays a bit like Willy Wonka with a straight face in terms of <clears throat> in the way Freddie plays. I don't know why, what she said. I challenge <laughs> you to get the word, he plays a bit like Willy Wonka, on the podcast with a straight face. <laughs> I think she probably meant in context rather than yeah. just... <laughs> just uh, <laughs> but, but, but I'm going to say that. How about to squeeze that in in context? Like you can tell right away, I am I am not going to say he plays like Willy Wonka with a straight face. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to phrase with it, Freddie plays a bit like a donkey, but any, anyway. So, Donna, I've done it. You can't, you can't give me a stick on the Wimbledon bus now because I've said it. <laughs> Question so, is though, which Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp's or the other one? That's the question. The other one. The other one. <laughs> forget forget the name. What's his name, Meg? Can't remember now. What was his name? Was the other Willy Wonka mum? Oh, it's just, it's just, it's. Oh. <laughs> can, can you hear what she's saying, by the way? Is it something about his hair? Yeah. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. That's it. Gene Wilder. Wilder. I can't believe people now shouting at the phones. (laughs) There was four people trying to work that out, and it took Google to do it. That that's exceptional, dear me. You you are aware that this is still live. Yeah. 
We are still trying right, now. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, this needs to send it into nonsense. Although, if you're with us regularly, <laughs> this is a standard episode, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for paying attention and watching us. I know we've had a lot of you watching tonight live on YouTube and Facebook. So, if you have watched us for the first time, welcome. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Um, it's been a pleasure. If you are on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get audio stuff from, please subscribe, follow us on there. And if you give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify, wherever, let us do that as well. We would very much appreciate it. We will be back on live Thursday evening, uh, and then podcast out Friday morning, where we will be looking back at hopefully a successful midweek pizza. Uh, and then we will going to be looking ahead to Crew Alexandra again. Uh, at the end, of, which is obviously the end of the month, last game in the month. Uh, it's been thank you all, if, and everybody again. I was going to plug this while we're here. If you haven't already watched the Dan Barlesser episode, go back and watch it because it's great. Um, if you haven't watched the Victor and Woody one as well, you should also watch those as well. So they're they're really good as well. Uh, Mick, thank you for coming. It's been a pleasure. No, oh, thank you, thank you for having me. I thought you might have got to paradise by the dashboard light or whever it were, but. Uh... I thought that was a reference to something that may not have been massively appropriate to a football podcast. Well, fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Danny, thank you for coming. I'll, I'll try and get some references in next time that you, that you know. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's always a pleasure to be here. We always have a laugh, don't we? <laughs> it's good, though. That's what it's all about. Uh, ben, it's again, it's nice to see you. You won't be with us on the next episode. Um, will you be watching the playoffs then as well, or you've got actual life? Uh, no, not on a Thursday because there isn't any. Uh, but no, I, I have a life. Thank you okay. very much. Really? <laughs> uh, Should do a podcast about that so, one, don't you? I have more than one, more, more than a one than you, mate. <laughs> more than anyway, one than you, mate. anyway, thank one. you all for watching. We'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.